Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to We Are Doomed, the Soccer Rangers podcast, where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerddom in general. Back for season three in our brand new studio. In progress. Uh, I'm still in my room. Although, if we, still, if we still look out the window, we're still in a void, though. Yeah, yeah, that, that part really hasn't changed. We, we just Windows? made a nice... We've, we've just started building things. Yeah. Mm, good point. Get yes. stuck in a void so long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's been a awkward. You can't avoid it anymore. Uh, yeah, it's been an awkward time while we've been over here in hiatus from season two. But How hey, for anybody upgrade? that's been looking forward to us coming back, welcome back. <laughs> and who are we? I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. I'm Dane. I am the Cyan Ranger. <laughs> okay. Or the Blue Ranger. And I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm McKenna. I'm the White Ranger. And we have not one, but two special guests tonight. Some of our favorites from Season 1 and Season 2 are going to be coming back this year. And thankfully for us, we have two of our favorites coming in here. The first one going in being Samantha from Mama Samu Cosplay. Hello! Welcome back, Sam. It's great to have you. Have you been? I've been pretty good, you know, in my sewing hole as usual. So good to good yep. to get out for a little bit into this void. Yep. Thing. At least you get to leave it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we let them leave. I, I don't think we, we could really we stop let them. Leave. Well, oh. we have. Well, we we can always make them come ba- come back. It's it's in the bud contract. I, I oh, found right. the door though. It says escape. Escape. I don't understand these words coming out of your mouth. (laughs) So that's the uh, local dialect. Ah, I didn't realize the void had a dialect. And speaking of culture, we've got somebody else from the great state of, how how do you pronounce it, Cole? Oregano? I will punch you. I will (laughs) say it wrong. Sandwich. Sandwich oregano. Rob, I was just up there, but I don't mind making a special trip to teach you right. <laughs> I'm just quoting Cole's pronunciation of Oregon Trail. Oh. Sorry, I, I apologize. I did not say Oregano Trail. I did not say that. There's a lot of uninstall that, that trail. Uninstall that game, I would be Cole. So you don't deserve. Interested in an Oregano Where's Trail, me? that sounds amazing. <laughs> Nothing the spicy, dysentery. You stole my joke. You oh, we are already off to a great start here. Anyway, yes. welcome our second guest, Amy from Cosplay Me. Hey, welcome hey. back. How you been? Good. It's super fun to add school to work and your cosplay life. Mm. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Uh. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a very depressing existence. Anyway... <laughs> Oh, God, we just made someone cry. All right, all right. Uh, good thing we have it's okay, it just edit out the crying. Yeah. yeah. We can edit this stuff? Oh, my God. Well, we have a studio now. You're right. Oh, my God. You're Speaking of like studios there's... and being more professional, Cole, I believe yeah. you have some coming conventions for us? Uh, Right. Buttons. Here we go. <clears throat> Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have control room. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, yes, I am. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I have to figure out these buttons. Anyway, anyway, once again, coming up for the conventions that are coming up for the weekend of November 11th, all the way up until the 13th. 
15th, which is the Sunday. Although we do have one that technically goes on until the 20th. No, no, that starts on the 18th. Never mind. Um, anyway, okay, first up, we start Animane in Great South start. Portland, Maine. Anablast, Anablast Chattanooga in Chattanooga, Texas. Or Tennessee, sorry. Anime Iowa in Deerfield Beach, Florida. Um, Banzai Con in Columbia, South Carolina. Fandom Com in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Fan Expo Vancouver in Vancouver, BC. Kikori Con in Flagstaff, Arizona. Pacific Media Expo in Pasadena, California. Hamacon Minicon in Huntsville, Alabama. SciShowCon in Savannah, Ohio. Quite Minicon in Belleville, Ontario. And Anime Destiny in Berkeley, California. I want to learn to play the harmonica. It's we close also back have. We also, for some Comic-Cons, we also have Rhode Island Comic-Con in Providence, Rhode Island. Fantasticon, uh, Fantasticon Mount Clemens in Mount Clemens, uh, Minnesota. And Saradin Con 2016 in Brampton, Ontario, Canada. But that's from the 14th till the 18th, so have fun with that if you're going there. But, of course, if you are going to any of these conventions, make sure you have fun, be safe, and, of course, as, as always, always follow the 10 rules of con and don't forget to be awesome. Okay. What are the 10 rules of con, Cole? I have to talk about those, too. Oh, yeah, I might as well rehash this all. Yes, it's a new season, so refresh this in we people's minds. need to be minds. re-educated. Apparently. Yes. As, soon as, as soon as my background music stops... There we go, that's the yeah. final notes. It's a high-pitched final notes, so you know how it goes. Ow. But anyways, number one rule of con, never brandish okay. a weapon. Background music for con stuff. <laughs> 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 okay, Tyler. Okay, Tyler. No more music for you. Okay, I'll put those away. I'll go look for my bongos. BRB. Plus, Tyler, you know I can own you at the ukulele any day. Because you practice more than me. I know, okay, it's yeah. true. <laughs> He's looking, so while Black goes to look for his bongos, I'm going to rush through the rules of con. Um, number one, never brandish a weapon. Makes sense. Number two, always ask before taking a picture. It's only polite. Uh, yes, and besides, I don't think everybody wants to... Uh, they may like, pr- look pretty in their costume, but they don't. I don't think they'll appreciate it with the sandwich in their mouth. Yeah, pretty much. Number three, sleep every night. Five hours minimum recommended although dane should I, I of course rule just a lot sorry yeah so does dane um but he actually goes over the minimum <laughs> one and a, <laughs> so 1.5 hours is an average rem cycle so multiples of that so be sure yeah try and get at least three in yes. number four stay well nourished food and water because the last thing we want to do is have to pick you up and carry you to the med station um, number five, no con. The most funk. important rule. Yes, for any convention, uh, no con funk. Shower daily, because you're not going to make any fucking friends while you smell like a trash can. Number six, no excessive PDA. You don't need to make out in the mo- surrounded by people. Pretty much, plain and simple. If it's for a photo shoot, be smart about it, please. Number seven, 
Never spend food or transportation money on random junk. Yeah, it's just plain and simple right there. Eight, number eight. No alcohol or drugs, except for with dinner or doctor's note. Responsible use. Exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> that needs to be changed to responsible use of alcohol and, or drugs. I actually thought that we had changed that already, so I, I apologize. Yeah, make, yeah. That this was a, this has been written a few years. Not ago. that we're condoning <laughs> heroin drug use. Yeah. 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 Not, no, 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 no. Only only the recreational <laughs> stuff. We're the legal, legal, stuff. Legal. legal stuff. You know what would make legal. this convention great? Heroin. <laughs> <laughs> number nine, number nine. Cocaine. Be careful when glomping. People break really yes. easily. And costumes breaking and, easier, and those people will murder you if you break their costumes. Exactly. Or don't forget that some people are aware, or the those tall people might not be wearing, might not actually be that tall, and you might hurt them really badly. Yeah. Or you'll make a poor girl break her heel, and she will stab you with it. <laughs> this just in. Murder is now excusable by mental instability, or the person was wearing a really nice costume. So, <laughs> watch yourself. Temporary insanity. Yeah. At the and breakage of something you spent four months on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Number 10, keep it in your pants. No real, reliving the sto- uh, snowstorm of 2008. Or redoing is be responsible and be smart about it. Just, just, just don't. If you're sharing... Yeah, if you're sharing with people, don't just know. Thank you so much, Cole, for reading that. Really appreciate it. And I'm sure everybody out there does as well. Now, before we go and continue, there's something we wanted to go and say. Tonight, our evening subject is about KomoriCon. But before we can get to that, I feel like there's something we need to discuss. Conventions in general are a lot like people. They grow and change with time. What started as a gathering of 300 comic book nerds at the U.S. Grand Hotel in 1970 grew into one of the biggest press events in the world, drawing hundreds of thousands of people to its doors every year. What started as 200 kids looking for rare, undubbed cuts of their favorite anime became one of the most heavily attended conventions in Seattle. And over the Halloween weekend, two other conventions changed too. One opened its doors to a new venue with bright hopes for the future, and the other closed stores for the last time. I speak, of course, of KomoriCon and AkiCon. Now, both were no strangers to controversy, but we can save discussions about convention sins for another podcast. Tonight, we want to celebrate. KomoriCon for its move to a new venue and overwhelming praise from the local community, and AkiCon for the one thing I keep seeing on my Facebook feed since it wrapped. Memories. For those who aren't aware... AkiCon was a Pacific Northwest convention dedicated to anime and manga. This convention has had controversy about it since its first year. But like I said, we can save that for another podcast. The reason I even bring up this obscure convention is because we rarely think of something like this just disappearing. A long-running convention disappearing is pretty rare these days. And despite the laundry list of sins about it, And despite the laundry list of controversies around it, the reaction to its demise has been very mixed on social media. The reaction to its demise has been very mixed on social media. Many posts talk about how people are glad it's gone and how bad management was. All fair points, honestly. But there's also a sadder side. I'll be blunt. The convention wasn't well run. And most of the controversy around this convention is fair. 
But this con had something very special about it that none other that I've experienced has really been able to capture the same way. I've been cosplaying for a long time. I've been to over 30 conventions in six states. But I've never seen so many people talking about memories they've made so openly as with this convention. And I understand it. I've seen people form friendships from it. Life-changing prize money won. Relationships started. Ideas formed. Even the people on this podcast have a lot to thank this convention for. Before Soccer Rangers started, before it was even a thought, the original Red Ranger costume debuted at AkiCon when I met Robert Axelrod, the voice of Lord Zed. He's the reason I got a real helmet and joined Cosplay Chess and met the other Rangers. Sam, myself, and nine other people formed an improv troupe and premiered there. Dane and I had our first solo collaboration in the cosplay contest. Often, bad things have no silver linings. Negative events almost always lead to negative memories. And even though there are plenty of bad memories left over from this convention, it's nice to see people celebrating the good and letting the bad disappear with the source. Even a bad con can have good outcomes. So in short, thanks for the memories, AkiCon. You won't be missed, but you will be remembered. And as that chapter of con history ends, we move on to the next chapter of another convention story. We have four people with us tonight who witnessed firsthand Komori Khan's ascension from hotel to convention center. Now, Dane, I'm going to put you on the spot here for a second. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you've been in the area, same as Sam, so feel free to go and help out each other. And I guess as well with Amy, but I know you're a little bit farther south in Oregon. Tell us a little bit about Komori Khan, where it came from, and... What what big news went and happened or got announced last year that came into fruition this year? So, Dane, go. Uh, uh. Okay. Well, I started going to Comoricon in 2004, so that was the second year. So I really don't know much about Beat its me by roots. Two years. Beat me by <laughs> two years, darn it. Ha! And that'll never change. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I think it was in Eugene before, but uh, yeah, I started going when it was mm-hmm. at the Marriott. And the way Comoricon's kind of changed, yeah, they've gone to a couple different venues, then they crossed the state line. Came back, went over again. But last year, you know, when they announced they were going to the convention center, I was like We've super been skeptical. Hoping for for a long time, by the way. I, you know, I was skeptical of that because I didn't think Komori Khan was big enough for the convention center. But I was proved wrong. Yeah. So, uh, it was it was pleasant this year. I think it was a it ended up being a good change, especially if you were in a very close hotel. So yeah, pa- past behavior doesn't predict future performance. Yeah. There's another saying for that. There you go. I got all the quotes and sayings. Yeah, I mean, we had outgrown every hotel venue in In the area. Yeah, it didn't help that the Red Lion had basically been demolished. (laughs) Yeah, well, it still hasn't been demolished. It's still closed. It still hasn't been demolished over a year later. Wait, are the doors, like, can you still go inside? I don't know, but I saw someone post on the Kamari Count Facebook that it was closed, but it hasn't been demolished yet, so... I want to try and sneak inside. I mean, oh, 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 maybe not. The, those horrible horror movie hallways of the Red Lion. <laughs> yeah, perfect. God damn Adventures. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just my that's just my two cents on uh, on the changes with Kamorikon. I mean, overall, I'm happy with it. If anyone wants to, you know, interject there. Has anyone died in that hotel? Is it haunted? Red Lion, probably. Probably. Oh, Red yeah. Lion at the cave. Yeah. How do you think it's got its name? A lion killed a guest, and it was like covered in blood. 
Damn it, Dane, get in there. Get in there. And record it so we can put it on YouTube. If you can. Well, live the water's right because... there. I can just escape to the water. If you, if you live stream it, then we can see you die. Dane, Dane, as long as you don't set fire to the hotel across the river like you did before. Oh, yeah, that was great. Man, I gotta control my power. Yeah, darn, darn fire Pokemon. <laughs> Do I want to know? Wait, is he a fire Pokemon? So a few years ago during Kamora Khan, um, the hotel across the river from Kamora Khan oh, caught fire and we could see it from the Kamora Khan hotels. And there's a picture oh, of Dane. I think you were dressed as a fire Pokemon or something. And you were kicking in the air at the fire and it looks like you had caused it. <laughs> I blaze kicked a little too hard. You blaze kicked just a little hard, a little hard. But yeah, so so yeah, that, that that kind of thing has happened. Um, we've gotten to watch a fire from our balcony. <laughs> it's pretty ballin'. Pretty yeah, ballin'. Kamorakon has a lot of memories. Well, this year actually, Kamorakon was kind of special for me because it's actually I started going in 2006 and it's 2016. So I celebrated my 10 years of cosplaying and stuff. Yeah. It's last Kumo, so that was fun. Um, and I really loved the new the new venue. Like uh, we attend the same venue for multiple comic cons throughout the year, and so I already knew it. And it's all a big circle, so finding people was so easy. Just stand in one place, and people will just will just run into you. So a lot less work to try and see everyone you want to see. <laughs> I'm excited for for next year already. Yeah, I definitely did not miss the lines wrapped around the side of the building outside getting rained on in your cosplay. <laughs> that was always or uh, never a highlight for me. Uh, at this convention uh, this year, there was only one panel that I didn't get into due to bigger space uh, spaces for the panels to be held. Um, the only issue I had with the venue is the space did make the attendance feel lower. That's why I was kind of surprised to hear Kamori Khan's attendance was higher because my sense had been that it was lower. Um, but it was nice, too. I had one costume with a sword out, and I didn't hit as many people as I'm sure I would have in the other venue. Not like I go out of my way to hit people, but, you know, when you have bulky costumes. When you're packed in, like, sardines, it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the other hotel yeah. was literally the only way we could survive that other hotel was because there was a park outside. And on years when it right. rained, that was that was no bueno. That was nothing. And I will miss so that park. That was such a yeah. pretty photo spot. Was that park? Yeah, um, the park and the farmers market. I I'll miss, but oh yeah, I I love the new venue. <laughs> the new venue had coffee though. That was good. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I guess the old venue had the Starbucks, but it had a good little place inside. This venue yeah. had yeah. Dutch and Bros. a bar yeah. and <laughs> other. Oh, it did have a yeah. bar. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Like so, for me, I've been attending. Kumo since 2007? 2008, maybe? I, for, I forget. I'd have to dig through my badges. Um, And so, like, my first year was at that the old venue, and then it moved around a bit, and then back to that venue, right? Um, I, I'll miss the park. I, I like the new venue. Um, There's some growing, growing pains that we had because we were in a new venue. Um, Like, the the size and spacing of main events um which i've promised is now going to be next year is going to be in a uh event hall expo hall like down where registration was um so we'll actually get a green room and other stuff (laughs) yeah 
for the cosplay contest, the uh, green room was a balcony that was roped off, just for people who didn't go. Which yeah. is nice, because like then you could still watch like costumes walk by, but... <laughs> Right, but uh, there was a yeah. Rose City Comic Con had it the exact same way, so I was like, oh, well, that thing again. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which worked. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it worked. It's nice. Next year we'll have even better setup, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than so, that, because mm-hmm. most of my time is spent running cosplay contests or being in cosplay chests at TamoriCon. One of, I, um, I don't really favorite... go to panels or concerts or any of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I can't say how that laid out, but like the more panel rooms than the hotels had was nice. And the bigger ex- exhibitors hall and artist alley and all of that was nice because we were struggling for space in the old venue. So I'm curious here, what were your guys' favorite takeaways from the convention? I'm, I'd like to go here specifically about major things that have changed just because of the venue and what it allowed you guys to go and do. Um, the old venue really didn't allow. I don't think a lot of people fully understand the difference between, or I should say, what the experience is like going from a hotel convention to being a convention center convention. I remember when SoccerCon moved over and the sort of culture shock that came along with that for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious on what you guys went and got out of it, seeing KomoriCon changing from one to the other since you're all veterans of it. I, it's like, I, I have an answer. For me, having worked, I worked SoccerCon and I worked KomoriCon. And like the saying sort of is, is that KomoriCon's the baby sister of SoccerCon mm-hmm. in that it's, they're both in the Pacific Northwest, and they're both. Um, yes, kitten, you can you can go out. Okay. Um, the the cat wanted out. Um, <laughs> the Comoricon's the little sister of Sakuracon, where they're both anime conventions in the Pacific Northwest, and Comoricon's always been smaller, and now it's sort of like the the little sister's growing up, and coming into her own, like moving into that bigger space while i loved convention or hotel conventions because if you're staying in the convention hotel then you can just running up to your room or uh drinking at con is not allowed mm-hmm. wink wink nudge nudge um is much easier than at a convention center um but so, like so there's some things yes you can I'll miss just because the nature of things, but it's that seeing the little sister grow up and the pride of being part of that. Yeah. Other anyone else? (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Um, Sorry, but yes, I I have thoughts occasionally. Um, I I definitely I liked that this con. I didn't have to worry about trying to navigate crowds of people in a ball gown. Because I knew there would be enough space for me. Yeah. Like, I wore I wore three fancy dresses, and I didn't have to worry about, oh, I'll have to pick this up so people don't step on it, or I'm going to have to navigate through all of this. And that was, yeah. that was fantastic. And, and, and Yeah. Well, I had to like, walk, a, in, walk a... In my T-Rex, it, I had the same thing. It's like, I don't have to worry about people stepping on my tail. Yeah. So. Other than the escalators. Yeah. It's like, if I can survive a Comic-Con here in a ball gown, Comoricon's going to be no big. So Yeah. Um, I like that it, there's there's a lot of room to grow. 
because Morricon, yeah. it didn't get bigger because the space didn't let it. I think there were actually, I think, didn't, didn't Kumo, like, sell out last year or something? I think so. Yeah, like, at least with AtCon, I think they sold out. So it's it's really, I'm, I'm excited to see the con grow more. And with the convention, it can only do that with the convention center. And I'm also, I'm, I'm happy to have it back in Portland. Like I, it's literally 15 <laughs> minutes away from my house. So if despite I forget, the, the ske- despite the sketchiness of the neighborhood, yeah, and the thing is that that's that 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 bit in the neighborhood is a couple max stops down. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm also like, uh, oh, public transit. It's on a central hub for the city's max line. So even if you're staying yeah. at a hotel that's a little bit away you're going to be connected and you won't have mm-hmm. to, you know, walk, you know, half a mile yeah. in the rain. You, you, you could stay downtown or yeah. out a ways and still be able to get to the convention really easy. Or heck, you could even go out to downtown in cosplay to maybe, hey, I want yeah. to get some food that or isn't directly right here. go out for dinner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you get to enjoy downtown Portland at the same time of the con, which for, for people who aren't from Portland, I highly recommend. I just, you know, I finally got to spend time in Seattle or in Portland, following mm-hmm. Morricon. And what did I do? I go to the zoo. But yeah. I would recommend that. <laughs> that's me. Or, you know, I always go to the zoo first. Bed door, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, that's because I wanted to do a photo for... shoot. No one got back to me, and it was raining anyway. So. Yeah. It makes me excited for next year and how this con's going to continue to grow. Um, at yeah. first, I think this is the con where everyone was unsure. There were so many changes, and people were worried, is it even going to still feel like Komori Con? And really what makes it Komori Con is, you know, the people that you see year after year at this con and the friendships that you get to, you know, keep building by seeing these people over and over, especially, you know, since it's so closely related to Sakura Con, you're going to see those same people. Um, and just so many dedicated, amazing cosplayers always, you know, bless us with their presence <laughs> at Komori Con. So then, you know, there's always a lot yeah. to take pictures of, a lot to see. So I think next year, you know, I think the diehard Komori fans went this year. Hopefully they'll tell people and then we'll even continue to, you know, grow into this space. Yeah. So you brought up something very interesting that I've been reading about a lot, especially on Facebook, but I've seen some other places as well on social media. I know one of the big criticisms about Komori Con has had a lot to do with scheduling and sometimes there being a lush of panels going on at the same time and a lack of panels going on at the same time uh, throughout the day. And this time around, I've been hearing a lot of people going and saying that organizationally, it seemed like everything was together. People didn't really have a hard time going and getting to whatever they wanted to go and see. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and what you guys went and felt uh, was going on programming wise? Did it feel like the new venue went and helped out with that? Or do you think the staff that's organizing this have just better figured out how to go and serve everybody? For me, that's kind of hard to answer because I actually was part of staff. Yeah, so I'm I mean, aware. Like, I, I am part of programming staff. Um. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty much no help because I was uh, pretty much the only things I did were cosplay contests and conventional improv stuff, which I was both involved in, so... I mean, like, I mean, the events that I was interested in, if I wasn't staffing, then it was planned out well for me. I could have gone to all of them without feeling super crunched for time. Yeah. For me, I feel that's, like that's generally like... last year the dead time was during the day, um, and that wasn't an issue this time. The, the con committed to being 
fun and committed to having opportunities for fun and nerddom throughout the entire day. They didn't just slap like, oh, I feel so bad because there's staff in the podcast. But it, it, it was not, no, there was go no, for it. there wasn't like a slack off of panels in the middle and then everything good at five, eight and at late night. Um, and of course, I, I kind of prefer late night panels, but there were definitely things I was interested in. There was a good variety. Um, so I, I thought there was a good variety between fun, interactive, humorous panels um, and informative panels where you could actually, you know, learn something. I was so excited. I didn't have time, um, but there was a makeup panel this year, which I have so been wanting there to be. So I just felt like there was a lot of variety and a lot of good timing. I was really impressed. So the thing with KomoriCon and SakuraCon, but we're talking about KomoriCon, is all of the panels are attendee um, produced. So attendees apply with the panel and then get approved. So it's all fan content. Um, none of it's produced by the convention other than like special guests have a panel, right? Um, like voice acting with so-and-so, right? Um, so like, so we always say it in the last several years where people have been complaining about the, the programming, it's like, well, this is what was applied to us so it's like we're only doing we, we can't go just a, we couldn't you can't you I, can't make panels that no one is offering to do exactly um yep and so like kind of growing this and the fact that we have had more panel rooms and like workshop rooms and the live events room which i think was only used for ballroom dancing um pro bending and cosplay chess um a pro bending, pro bending. Oh it's, it's yeah, dodgeball right. in theme side. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I heard sure it was Dave really good. Talk a little bit about it. Yeah, um, I, I've refereed it in the past before I staffed. Um, I looked in and gone, wow, crap! I'm late for something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, pro bending. Pro bending. Look, at, Google it up. This yeah, is it's, 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 it's a dodgeball variation. There, there's, yeah. Um, but like, so like, there's been a, also like a variety of rooms for people versus just screen, just a small panel room with rows of chairs and a table at the front, right? With a projector. Um, so I think the, the fact that we had more types of rooms opened up the possibility of more types of panels. Um, As a panelist, I found the people who set up the rooms and helped with tech extremely supportive and helpful. Um, I had a last second cable emergency and they did everything they could. They got my panel started on time miraculously. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was really nice. I I was standing in the programming office when several of those calls of, oh my God, this panel needs this cable (laughs) calls Mm -hmm. come through and suddenly it's a scramble and everyone's trying find that cable um but yeah like they they work hard to make sure all of the panelists have exactly what they need and that that stuff goes where it needs to be so i would Um, say if like anyone listening was thinking of applying with a panel um komori con's a really supportive good place to try it even though i didn't go to any panels i (laughs) (laughs) yeah because any free time I have. So just to I, jump I in, though, so, it's yes. funny that how the last couple of years, literally, I have not gone to one panel other than the ones that I'm taking part in. 
Like there were a couple that I would have loved to help friends with that like for one one was a, a, a cosplay cross play one oh one type panel and like I would have loved to help but at the time I was in full glam ballet drag makeup. I can't have facial hair. Yeah. She was looking for a, for someone to demo facial hair on. Uh-huh. Like I would have loved to help and I'll probably help her with the panel at Emerald City and maybe Sakura. But <laughs> like I, I would well, love you... to do more panels, but at the same time I'm working and working stuff that I also love. So yeah. I, I'm in the same I'm in the same boat. Like uh, I think I there was a panel that I would have loved to be a part of co- talking about. Um cosplay contest held uh, by two of the my my fellow judges from the contest. And I would have loved to be part of that, but I had a, I had a giant group photo shoot. Like, uh, there are tons of panels. There, there were a lot of panels that I actually saw. It's like, hey, that might be fun to go to, but, oh, I'll be judging. Or, oh, I'll, I have other commitments. Or, oh, I'm part of CI. I'll do that. I have to do that. So there's a lot yeah. of really good content. And there, There's a lot of learning, figuring out how you want to budget your time yeah like it's 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 i guess it's, it's both a good and bad thing when the con has so many good panels that you that you have to pick and choose so good I job too, con. The more you bad job for my scheduling <laughs> yeah. the more you go to conventions the more you build like a con family and the harder it gets to say hi to everyone um so you more and you know also if you start getting really into cosplay you don't really want to sit in a panel and be hidden um, so, I mean, yeah. I know my first convention, I was constantly in a panel, like, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? Like maybe 30 minute intervals of not in a panel. And then each year I go to fewer and fewer panels and you have to prioritize more and more like, well, do I really want to sit? And also, I mean, as a panelist, um, that I went to the one by the voice actor from Resident Evil, whose name escapes me, which was one of the best panels I've ever been to in a long time. But he called people out as they left the room and then um, hosting two panels this year you like notice when people leave the room. So I would kind of urge people, I know you want to try stuff out and you, it's your con experience and you want to go to a myriad of panels, but also like they see you leaving. So maybe try to like be sure you want to be at that panel because it's just so sad because you're like, they hate but, like, me. If you have to go to the bathroom or <laughs> True, oh, I'm yeah. getting an emergency phone call, so, some some leavings are unexpected. Uh, of course, yeah. It's just sad yeah. when, you know, like, ten people... Like, that didn't yeah. happen to my panel, but I've yeah. been in panels as, as any where performer, everyone's it's leaving, sad when and I want to leave, and it's like, yeah. A know? really good good example of that is actually the cosplay contest. It's like, right when you go to halftime before judging, half oh. the people just walk out yeah. of the room. Like, come on, guys, don't you want to know who won? Yeah. I'm so glad I didn't have to watch that because I was rushing back to make decisions. <laughs> yeah. That's it, and that that's almost like there. There's no way to ex- uh, stop that. Not have happen. that happen. Okay. Yeah, because even if if the halftime show is entertainment, people people will still leave there. They will take that opportunity to leave mm-hmm. because th- they'll find out the winners elsewhere, or they're going to the bathroom, or you know, what have you. Stuff, uh, things. Yeah. All right. So, two more things I want to go. Sorry. Two more things I'd love to go over with you guys uh, before we go and move on to our next uh, next topic of discussion here. I just want to go. I I, want to know 
what were your guys' favorite moments of the convention? I'd like to go and hear something from each of you, if possible. Uh, Not first, because i got to think about this for a minute. (laughs) For me, um, as one of the coordinators of the cosplay contest, it's announcing the winners at the end. Um, Mm -hmm. And you you get the crowd's tears, and you get the the screams of excitement from backstage that happen as they heard their name called, and oh my god, they're running up right now. Um, (laughs) And so, like, the, the excitement, and especially when friends of yours win, <laughs> um, it's like it, it, it's the sharing of the in of that joy and being able to spread that joy. That and then cosplay chess on Sunday morning when I was a T Rex and got killed by Thor. <laughs> <laughs> so so I now have one of those T Rex suits. Um, Roxy the Rex on Instagram. Um, and so, like, I, I, I was one of the kings for cosplay chess, and the other king was Thor. So at the end, two kings fight. Um, and so a, a, a T-Rex got killed by Thor. It was an epic fight. <laughs> Sounds epic. And my fan was dying by then. So, like, I was slowly deflating on the ground. And so, like, I looked, really looked like I was flattened out on the mat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh. even have pictures of it. I just have people's descriptions of it because I'm sitting there in the suit, sweating, um, <laughs> just waiting for it to all be over, holding Molnir on my chest. Yes, it was fun. <laughs> it is. It's fun, ridiculous stuff like that that I remember from conventions. That's the stuff we all love. Okay, who's next? I can go. Um, oh. So I'm gonna sound like I'm in Yu-Gi-Oh or free or that I'm harping on it. But friendship is the best thing ever. Friendship is <laughs> magic. Friendship is magic. Friendship me. is so I, magic. Ignore the brony and... in the corner. I'll be over here. I thought you were just gonna tr- <laughs> I thought you were just gonna say just gonna be completely out of wet field and say Exodia obliterate just for no apparent reason. <laughs> you know, Khan would have really been better if Exodia had obliterated it. Nobody's ever drawn all five of those cards at the same time. That really would have made my con. Um, (laughs) Would have been obliterated, um, but it would have been epic. (laughs) It's your best place to be obliterated. But no, uh, that sounds like something, some kind of innuendo. (laughs) I mean, most of the things I say do. I'm just terrible at phrasing, and I don't realize it, and I keep going, and people are like, (laughs) but. Con people are just the best people. Um, they're usually so genuinely, I mean, you know, I'm speaking very generally, but they're just so nice and sweet and accepting and complimentative. And then you just have that exchange where you know that, like, I, you spent so much time on that and I can tell and vice versa. Ugh, I'm such a sap. I just absolutely love it. And then my other favorite, I have two. Yeah, I'm hogging the favorites. <laughs> um is on Sunday. I don't know if any of you guys have seen Food Wars. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Have your cosplay from it. Oh, thank you. That's what I'm going to oh, talk yeah. about. Is um, for in Food Wars, it's basically food porn. The anime. It's great. I highly recommend it. So um, does Cole. I love it too. It's so great. Um, whenever somebody eats food, they go into this super erotic 
crazy uh, like fantasy that describes what the food tastes like. And in the second episode, hilarious. They're so good. Even if like if you just watch what like. Google Food Wars reactions, and I'm sure if you just watch some YouTube, you'll be like, okay, I'm ready for this anime. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. My body is ready. My body is so ready, but not for uh, peanut butter covered squid. <laughs> um, that's no, a definitely not. Food the Wars reference. <laughs> um, yeah. But in the second episode, uh, this girl, Arena, she has the god tongue. She has this uh, sublime tasting ability, and she tries this diner food, and she doesn't want to like it. But she does, and she's like, oh, I feel like I'm being tickled by a thousand angel feathers and all these cherubs with the main character's chibi face on them come to tickle her. So I printed those out, and I arranged them around myself. Um, so I had all these little cherubs following me around with feathers. Uh, so that was really great because people just loved it, and I got a really wonderful compliment. Somebody just stopped me and said, you are everything, <laughs> which I think is the best compliment I've ever received on a cosplay. It's just so over the top. Mm-hmm. Just like the anime. But, yeah, so, I don't know. Just sometimes you have a cosplay and you get reactions from it. And you're like, it was worth it. It was worth the stress and the third degree hot glue burns. True story for this Moricon. Second degree. Mm-hmm. I won't exaggerate that much. but It's okay. Um, um, no, seriously, I, I literally have a burn on, on my boob from my steamer. <laughs> I'm trying to finish everything for Kumo. So I feel you there. Yes. I was gluing something on my belt, and a big dollop of hot glue dropped right onto my belly, and I start screaming every profanity I know, which is, you know, <laughs> impressive. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of them. And, and then I have to peel the glue off, and the skin goes with it. Oh, my God. Oh. See, see, I, I did, I did the, uh, I, I need to shape this, uh, this thermoplastic. It was fabric thermoplastic, but and the only shape that's good enough is, is, is my boob and bra. Oh, All yes. right. That's the <laughs> so only I, shape that's good enough. After 12 hours of crafting, no, mind you, so th- I thought this was a great idea. Yeah. It's, so I, I, I it burned it. Oh, no, it's not that bad. And I kept going. It was that bad. It, it blistered. And it's, it's, it, everybody, oh thought I had, everybody thought I had everything. Everybody thought I had everything. All con. People thought I, had I wondered it. about that. Just no, that's the burn. I'm, I'm not that okay. lucky. Okay. Oh. Yeah, like, everything on Amanda's spring costume, which is the aggressively green one that yeah. we wore at, at, uh, cosplay contest mm-hmm. all of the decorations are held on with hot glue because glue i pretty much shit that costume out in two weeks um impressive <laughs> most of mine yeah. was most of my, my vaporeon so, yeah like, most of that was I, i've lost my fingertips i have lost brain cells because i had to e6000 my gems on my costume <laughs> um yeah, okay. so just to note, cosplayers are not flame retardant, though we wish we were. Yeah. <laughs> we I lost my fingerprints several times. And we, we and also test, we always test it to see if we are. We, we just gotta test, see if it's happened yet. Just in case I'm still not immune <laughs> to heat. <Yeah. laughs> and also, uh, we would be perfect candidates for the Secret Service, because we no longer have fingerprints. What <laughs> <laughs> a hot clue. We're an underutilized CIA research. agent. We do not have fingerprints. Masters of disguise. <laughs> you you laugh that? I'm actually difficult to fingerprint because my fingerprints are so worn away. <laughs> You've been cosplaying you longer than true. I am. I'm on the way. I am on the way there, girlfriend. <laughs> I haven't had like, any The digital machines do not work. They have to physically print me to get clean prints. <laughs> That's funny. Um. I think I yeah. finally decided on, you guys all both did two moments, so I'm going to do two moments. Okay. Hell yeah, oh. you will. All right. Um, so, 
first. Um, I'm just gonna, since both of you had ones related to the to the contest, um, or McKenna did. Uh, I'm gonna. Um, so I got to judge this year with with two awesome awesome ladies, and I think it was it was getting to the point where it was like close to nine o'clock, and we've been judging for five hours, and I don't know what happened. But there's something happened, and all three of us just started dying of laughter. I don't even remember what it was, but we just kept looking at each other and laughing and giggling, and I was snorting and just... Was this Mega Man, or was this someone else stripping? I'm trying to remember. Well, every time... Well, okay. Because it, it developed into an 18-plus plus judging panel at one time. <laughs> oh, it wasn't that bad. I only grabbed boobs, like, once. Oh, that's that's low. And, and you must have tested well, thing, all right? Well, well, House of Flying Needles, they pretty much invited you to grab his butt, but... <laughs> yeah, that one, but no, I grabbed Utena's boobs. Oh, okay. I was testing the fit, yeah. legit, I was testing yes. the fit. Testing nice. the fit. So, I don't remember, but... Hi, guys. Oh, Love you guys. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was just a convention handshake. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did I grab Dane's boob? Yep, yep, that's asking for it. Oh, and we, we got to praise Does, so does picking up Dane and throwing him onto the ice cold bathroom floor count as, as a boob grab? God, I still hate <laughs> that, you guys. That sounds like rape, Cole. That sounds like is, rape. Is mayonnaise a boob grab? Mayonnaise? <laughs> Depends how used. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to move on to that anyway. So just like, after just. Spending like six hours in a room with those with with those two ladies and and you and Michi and Becky just we were all so slap happy at the end of that. Yeah, we were punch drunk and just just so many giggles, so many giggles. Mm-hmm. So that that was that was a really good one. Of course, I loved I loved giving out the awards of the contest, but but that that one's too cheesy for my second one. But um, the other one was uh at the end of day three, at the end of Sunday, um. Vince of Cospix, he uh, known him for a long time, and we were just talking with a bunch of friends, and he said, hey, want to go make some magic? And I said, okay. We did a secluded hallway to take some photos, and then we ended up si- sitting there and talking for like two hours, and with another friend who joined in, and just sitting there and talking in a quiet place with a couple people who you haven't gotten to spend a lot of time with, that's... That was honestly fantastic. We talked about everything con-related and giggled about ridiculous drama that's happening, and we're going, nope, it was, it was fantastic. Just having that bit of an alone time with someone I didn't haven't gotten to really sit down and talk with that a lot. That was, yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. And some of you guys, you know Vince, and know he is fun to talk to. Yep. It's like, I haven't really gotten to talk to Vince, but I had another friend of a friend that I finally got to hang out with, and now I would consider him a friend. So, yes. Um, And, oh, can I add another one? Just ridiculous moments of convention. So, Sunday, once again, Sunday Sunday is the ridiculous day of con. (laughs) Yes. No, because by Sunday, everyone's tired, and we're just loopy and relaxed. I said Thursday. Half, co- um, half the cosplayers are in Kigus, so, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, like, because I was in a T-Rex suit, which is very easy to wear. And, like, so, like, the costume, I put the least, like, I bought this thing off of Amazon. And, like, everyone's asking me taking pictures versus my other ones where I got maybe one or two, right? Um, But, like, going through 
the exhibitor's hall and buying a giant stuffed koala as a T-Rex. That can only happen at convention. <laughs> like, it's a two-foot-tall koala with the heads, like, 18 inches wide. It's a giant stuffed koala, and I absolutely fucking love it. Um, I have Russian nesting dolls of stuffed koalas now, because there's me and my Tigu, this one, a little six-inch one, and then, like, a little two-inch clip-on-your-visor sort of one, clip-on-your-wire-cling one so that Greg have, gave me. Um, you have all of the qualifications, then. We are entirely qualified. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah, that, that is literally the most McKenna thing I have ever heard. <laughs> like, I didn't know there was such a thing as a McKenna thing, but yeah. that is the most McKenna thing I have ever heard. Thank you yes. for that. You are welcome. <sighs> uh, but yeah, so that's KamoriCon. All right. One left. Dane. Dane. I didn't mute myself. Yes. <laughs> At least now I am. Uh, favorite <laughs> moments. I'm going to go for two also. Okay. Uh, pushing the line on a joke during the cosplay contest. That was borderline inappropriate, but I still managed to get by when okay. I was uh, confirmed Cat Noir's dad. Okay. <laughs> Your well, dad, Emily's on kinda... next week, so we can talk <laughs> more about that. <laughs> Ooh, a tease for next week. I like yeah, that. I, I can't remember how it came about. I think she, we were saying something. She said, uh, you're not my dad. I think I said, as far as you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, favorite one, though, was Dating Game 18+. Plus. At least the first 90% of Dating Game 18+. Plus. Uh-huh. Um so that was a lot of fun. We had a lot of good contestants and a lot of good hosts and a lot of character too, which is great. And a lot of things that made me cringe and walk out of the room. <laughs> yeah, mine. Those are mine. Short and sweet. Awesome. Yeah. We're going to go and move off of this subject and go and let McKenna, our white ranger, go and premiere something she's been working on during hiatus. Yay! McKenna. Yes, you. Do you ever see a character and say to yourself, I want to be them? Do you have a room that looks like a tornado hit a Joanne fabric? Are most of the scars on your hands from sewing machine needles or hot glue? Do you own more shoes for costumes than everyday life? Have you lost brain cells to paint, glue, or other fumes? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you're most likely a cosplayer. Welcome to the Cosplay Circle, a place just for you. So, this week's Cosplay Circle theme is cosplay contests. Things you like about them and things you don't like about them. So, to explain why I picked this topic for this week for our very first Cosplay Circle is that at least four of the people in this conversation were involved in the cosplay contest at KomoriCon. I am one of the com- uh, the the coordinators. Um, Sam was one of our judges. Dane was one of our MCs, and Amy competed. So we have per- perspectives from all sides. Yes. Um, who 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 wants to speak first? On Dane. Yes. I, I was Dane has a very strong opinion, and Dane oh. wants to go. 
hi everybody and i have an opinion <laughs> well, that's a way to start cosplay contests they're great and all but sometimes you just need to know when to limit yourself so a lot of skits in many cosplay contests including this Komori con so many of them were dance skits it's basically become instead of like cosplay contests it's basically become a dance contest explain what dance skits are first off for those who don't know so the dance oh okay as defined by KomoriCon's cosplay contest rules, is a skit that is primarily dancing. So there's music and the characters dance to it. Some of ours no. had script bit around it as well, and then some of it was just purely dance. Now what actually happens is there is no order whatsoever. They play some popular song and do repetitive motions for a good minute to three minutes on stage. A, a good majority of dance skits is not all yes not all not all like yeah, soccer all. One year. All dance skits. those belly at, dances were gorgeous at soccer the belly dances were good at soccer con a couple years ago there was a uh, a spike spiegel and i can't remember the the other character from cowboy Bebop. they were actual professional dancers and they had a beautiful yeah. routine it was great yeah. but dance skits in general are my trigger my <laughs> he's Aww. triggered it's triggering. Like when, I, when I was cosplay coordinator at SoccerCon, I limited the maximum number of dance skits someone could submit. Yeah. That's like... And, and I will probably eventually do that at KomoriCon, but right now we're just trying to get skits. So... That's the other thing I noticed. Like, because in people's minds, they think that it's easier than a scripted skit. A traditional uh, skit no, skit. But yeah. they're, no, they are so not. They are not. You know, hard to get people to choreograph things. Yeah, McKenna, I know God you're dance. a dancer. Is anyone else besides me and McKenna a dancer? I I did dance for for quite a while. Yes. I. It's so. I feel like I'm a natural, get, especially you're natural. Okay, we have three dancers who are trained and one natural. Um, it is so hard, especially if you're in a group, to get things synced up, to get uh -huh. the movements sharp, to get them coordinated, to get your angles correct. Um, I think with yeah. animes like Love Live being so popular. Not to bash any Love Live. I love Love Live. Whenever I see it, I get really excited and kind of oh, yeah, all a little bit. So it's so cute. It is so cute. I think but that's kind of my favorite. Yeah. Oh, just and third years. Like... Third years for life. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I can't pick. I love all the third years so much. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, I kind of want to stab Nico half the time. Oh, sorry. Obligatory Nico, Nico, me as a resort. <laughs> all right. I'll okay. allow okay. it. I got to bash Nico. You got to me. We're good. Okay, moving on. Yes. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, um, like animes like that because yeah, I, I have skill set. You want to use it? Yeah, because like I've I've done. I, I'm guilty of doing a dance skit. Mm -hmm. I'm guilty of doing a dance skit where we didn't get to choreograph until day zero of convention. Um, <laughs> but it was to Princess Tutu once again a ballet anime where like dance is appropriate there, um, and like. It was me and a non-dancer. And so, like, we choreographed her parts. Like, I was able to choreograph the whole thing myself and rehearse at home, but we didn't get together until day zero. And, like, so I was able to teach her her parts, but they weren't... I didn't ever do anything that was incredibly difficult, and they were... We never had any synchronized moves. Um, and all of her stuff was in character. We didn't win, but... <laughs> yeah. That's because there was another dance skit from princess tutu that year um <laughs> by one by crystal one of our, our other judges yes. um 
so it's like I do not feel bad to losing to them on that. Um, but yeah, like the the people who just do a dance skit because they think it's easier, they're so 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 wrong. Um, they they don't understand unless your entire group has dance experience. Yeah, it, it's you, not going to work. So like, think established dance generally. Unless you're an established dance troupe or you have been practicing for, I'm going to go with months. Yeah, generally right, definitely. That or or you're, you're Zach and Dane and pull together a group for our halftime, <laughs> or for our one master's, it was that last, no, that was two years ago, that right? That one? Yeah. <laughs> what was this? Who, uh, who and Manga who, Gatherers. Who and Dane? Uh, Zach. It was Zach, yeah. It was, Zach it was Zach. They, were the, they were the Dragon Ball Z group, weren't they? Is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about Zach's actual manga gatherers? You're the talking about the gatherers. manga gatherers. The, 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 the sports dance anime game thing. Oh, yeah, that was all Zach. Yeah. <laughs> that was all Zach. All right. I thought so, but... Uh... Zach, Zach and the other people. Yeah. Zach but it was good. It was funny from what I from what I heard of it. Yeah. But, like, at, at that point, it's like they went humor with it, and it wasn't supposed to be good. So, <laughs> like, there's ways to do it, but... Just doing a dance skit because you think it's easy is not the way to go. And here's Choreographed the other thing also, stuff about... isn't very easy. <laughs> yeah, that can be hard. Here's another thing though that, and uh, sorry if you guys, if anyone hates me for this, but it's called a cosplay contest because it's a contest, and also you're mm-hmm. entertaining the audience. And a lot of that stuff just isn't entertaining, and it's feels like they just enter to enter yeah. to get like the attention. Yeah, just get yeah, the like, attention. I know some people will enter a skit just so they can have their costumes judged and don't expect their skit to win, just because how ha- we have our yeah. Then they do. Then they just do the walk-ons at that point. But I, I think I honestly I think the the dance skits are driving away. We limit walk-ons, so when walk-ons are limited, then or at waitlist, some people go, oh, we'll do a skit so that we can get our costumes uh, judged way and bypass the waitlist. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. The, 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 I think some of these. More skits. <laughs> yeah, but I think some of those skits basically it's the reason why not as many people attend the cosplay contests because they know that oh it's just gonna be another dance contest again. Yeah, I will say, Dane. Um, we only had one this year, but I think so. You dance skits tend to be your trigger. Live singing is my. Oh favorite. my god! Okay, okay, she was an at. Huh, you get you get to you get to talk about this one, Sam. It's all you. So, no, I will say. The one that I saw, okay, it's mainly actually, my issue is it comes from when I was at Idaho, a couple Idaho conventions, because live singing is like half the skits in Idaho. So, but here there was only one, and honestly, it, it was, it was, it was Nightmare Moon, so I, I kind of automatically kind of like, okay, I'm not triggered because you're Nightmare Moon, but just this one. Um, like, like the example, like this year, we had lovely Nightmare Moon, she had a great voice, and I'm pretty sure the song was an original song. Because I'd never heard it before, and I've heard all the Pony songs, so it, that I was know, that she was ripped nice, it off of like, YouTube. Like, I know that much, huh? She ripped it off of YouTube because her I, her I was backstage for a tech rehearsal. Uh-huh. Her thumb drive didn't work, and we just pulled the audio off of YouTube. So okay, so so it did exist before, but anyway, yeah. so it was always like um, but it was the mic was not calibrated for singing, and oh. she she was seemed a little bit nervous towards the middle end. Like she she got loud, and it was really nice. But singing skits, there's 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 too much technical stuff that you cannot control that can go wrong. Yeah. And it just and then there's other times when when a singing skit, it's like someone's gonna sing because because they do their friends they do great in karaoke, and then 
it's just it's just bad and 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 i've had to judge so many of them and i just don't wanna anymore (laughs) that's why we have karaoke karaoke yeah that's just like if you want to do live singing go to the karaoke karaoke contest. contest although kamori cons limits you to anime music so if you want to sing stuff that's not anime, then you're shit out of luck. But which means I'm out of luck because I don't know. I can't sing in Japanese. Yeah. But, I um, just offend people when I sing in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, just, just sing. Like, uh, what is it? The Berserk thing? Don't know why. Don't know why. Don't know. That's your song. Or, or, or what was what was the, the German's joke at uh, closing ceremonies? Uh, I wasn't at closing ceremony. <laughs> yeah. Most of you know, I, I, weren't. Has, um, it, but, like, it was, um, it was an anime theme that is just the title of the show over and over and over again. Do you, does anyone remember uh, a, a skit that was at uh, SakuraCon that was a singing one? Um, but it was like, uh, I think it was Legend of Zelda. And it was like the bad guy singing about burning villages. Yes, yes, I know that one. I remember that one. That was uh, they were doing. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly which one it was. What the song it was? It was like a version. It was a Disney song. I remember. Wait, wait, yeah. hold on a sec, guys. Are you talking about Slaughter Your World? Yes. Yeah. Excitement abound. <laughs> I almost can't wait. Relax. I don't want your baby. I already ate. Yeah. <laughs> That was me. So did, oh, no. Let's say that. <laughs> well, that was the year before we met you, then. That was. That was like yeah, really that was my crazy. sand costume. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> Things wow. have come full circle. Wow. Yeah, there was a lot of things like people dying all over the stage. and. Do you, oh, my God. Yeah, do hold, you, hold on. Uh, no, you no, no, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to link something for people to go remember check out this. later and that you guys can check out later too. Who I got the original cut of that where I first stabbed DJ in the face. Ooh, I want to see. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I I will go and link that. But yes, I I see something like that as being an exception because there is choreographing, there is intention behind that. My problem with the singing skits I hate to go and say comes from personal experience because I have, I do feel like I have been robbed from going and winning. <laughs> uh, not, not winning, but I feel like we have been robbed from placing in a competition because, and I'm sorry, I, I, I'm going to offend some people with this, but it's something that really does drive me nuts. Rob, I feel you. Just exactly. because you know exactly where I'm going here. Dane knows. Dane knows where I'm going here. Just okay, because just go and find a bow tie, a jacket, what? and a fez at Goodwill, and you know how to play guitar, does not mean you could just say, hi, I'm the doctor, and I wrote a song for you. And then oh, go and... I remember that one. Ugh. I thought you guys should have won that year, then. Oh my god! There, there was a at Anime Oasis 2008. There was like we won second place in the um, the cosplay contest. The uh, person who that's the that's the con that does all the singing, so many singing. Yeah. So guess what? Guess who beat us? It was a professional singer with her manager there in the cosplay contest. Wow. Joking. Yep. Nope. She won. I think it was five hundred dollars. Oh my gosh. 
Hmm. See, that, that, see, for me, like, live singing should be talent contest or karaoke yeah, contest. The, the not karaoke or the singing contest. Cosplay yeah. contest, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a skit should have a story to it. That yeah. is what I want to see in a skit. I want to see a story. I want to see a progression. That's why, like, even, like, like Dane, don't kill me, dance skits can do this. They can have a definite story and progression, but singing skits, I just, it they very, they very rarely ever... Is it even I really a skit? Just a character yeah. going up and singing a song that's, oh, it's appropriate for the character, and... A lot of fangirls and stuff will squee, but it just, it bugs me. And Sam, I 100% agree with you because there was that dance kit of Cowboy Bebop that was yep. genuine, that was fantastic. So I do believe there are dance kits. I believe 99% of the rest are garbage. Yeah, but I was, I've got to mention also, um, back to the dance kit thing, that one of our winners, our masterclass winner, was a dance kit. And it's it's a group who is, they're a professional belly dance group. And oh, they... Yeah. They've worked their way up, and they've kept improving every year. And their their dances, well, they may not have much of a story. There is, it is absolutely a performance. It is a dance. And it's not just flailing around. No, it is not just. Oh, we're going to do this for the contest. It's like, no, you guys obviously choreographed this and practiced this for a while. And people yeah. capable of like deep thinking, unlike myself, can probably get a story out of what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so so. Those are things that bug me, and co- that that's so. I guess we've hit the things that that bug us. <laughs> okay. We have talked about skits. What about costumes in costume contests? Because we haven't really or cosplay contests. I think really I've, I've got to be real careful here. <laughs> Considering you've won a couple, uh... I've got to be real careful here because I've judged a bunch and I've, I've and I've competed in a bunch and. and Craftsmanship is my shtick. Well, like, like my pro tips, <laughs> press your seams, people. Press your seams. <laughs> I would. It's amazing uh... how many people, how many costumes we see through that they have not done the simplest things like that. Press your seams, no trim your threads. Hem, hem thing. Hem. Yes. Quick question: How much people? How how many times have you had people that? get through like some of the contests or like it got get really far into a contest and then they then you find out that what's the what's the rule for for made costume i'm trying to remember oh like made or fraudulent information no made or bought you have to have made 60 percent of the costume at least thank you that's the number i was looking for for beginners for for not for not higher level like for master 90 95 percent like you can right. buy like it's basically tights, yeah, tights and shoes, basic tights, stuff, shoes, basic wig. If it stuff does, that basic, isn't yeah. the part of the costume, people are paying attention to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. if you yeah. got and then you style it, is that still now your wig that you made? Yes. That, yeah, Styling like they don't expect is... you to. Yeah, they don't expect yeah. you to. You know, take individual strands and like. Yeah, we we no, don't expect you to. You get bonus wig. No. What if you work at a material factory? If you ventilate your own wig. What if you make your own wig because you work at a wig factory? <laughs> or you like also work at a material factory and then you make the like foam that's come down. So you make the foam, you cut that foam into armor, and then you go work at a wig factory. Then you make a wig, and then you mold that wig, and then it's just a hundred percent made, a hundred and one percent made from you. Well, then you better be in master class, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I'm not, I'm but no, the one thing that the <laughs> thing that annoys me is that like I've watched only I've only watched a couple com- cosplay contests, but then I I also hear the stuff that go like from other people and it's like the people that bullshit their way through and say, oh yeah, I totally made this whole thing. We can but, tell. Yeah, we the judges can tell. Can tell. Oh yeah, I know. Kumo, we had someone drop because he realized that his 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 costume was pretty much purchased as opposed to made. So he dropped out. I'm sorry. sorry. You're gonna have to tell me which one it was because I I had a hunch. Um, Adam Cook. I don't think he he didn't even make it to judging. He made it to the pre meet and then was reading the rules and realized he hadn't made his. All right, because um. Because there's a, we, okay, we had a guy enter and he's like, no, I just made, I, I didn't make this, I bought this, I want to go on stage. And I'm like, kudos, awesome. Nice to see you, see you on stage. But, um. Oh, you should have told us, because that's actually disqualification. No, that was the Shishomaru. He came up, he said, oh. I, I didn't buy this, or I didn't make this, I bought this. He told us. Okay. He said, I'm just here, I just want to go on stage, strut, strut my stuff, pretty much. Okay. He was one of the ones we judged in the morning. Yeah. Mm. I remember was, that. I don't remember seeing was, him in the green room, though. So. There was there, there was another one that um, I'm pretty damn sure was bought. There was another one. There, there were two that I was kind of in. Yeah, there were a couple that were mostly purchased and then altered. Um, there, was, there was one that I'm pretty sure... There was one that actually tried to tell us that they, they made it. Mm. And it was looking at the inside seams. Like, judges, we can tell. This person was entering. It was just like we can tell when it's something is bought. So because it's, it's, because it's, it's on professional clothing are different than like this. This this makeup. is my probably the thing that will make me the angriest. Have you ever if seen someone... one where has like a price tag left over, or like the name no. of the company <laughs> that makes it still on it? No, but I did have someone enter voice. I, I did. <laughs> it's funny of this because Tyler literally found invoices in in a suit that he he rented for Halloween. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, I thought you were. I thought you were. To- they were telling me that you found like a bunch of like flyers or something in your pocket. Oh no! Yeah, flyers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, because it's it's a suit I bought. It was just like it's. Oh, it was a, it was a bot suit. I thought you, everybody was saying that you rented the damn thing. Who says this? I Continue, Sam. I asked. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Ignore the Canadians. Continue, Sam. Anyway, so, so the thing that just, it makes me so angry when someone comes in and tries to say they made something and it's obviously bought. Like, okay, there was one in, again, it was in Idaho. There was a person who came in and they were in a cloud costume. And thing is, I looked at it and it's like, that's the same lining that is on my bought Tifa costume. It is a very distinctive lining. And... And they they were trying to tell us that they made it themselves. And I just, it makes me so angry when someone's like, it's one thing to say, oh, no, I bought these parts, but I made these props and I did this other stuff. That's one thing. But trying to tell us that you did, that you made something when it's obviously bought, thinking that, that, that the judges won't notice. One, that's insulting to the judges. Two, it's insulting to your fellow competitors, and three, I want to disqualify you on just on on grounds on on principle. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, this that is what that is something that will make me flat out angry. So, and yeah, I, I've yeah. seen it in in um, all but one contest I've I've judged. There's been at least one 
that tried to say they made it, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had another friend who judged a contest, and they came in in something that was commissioned by from one of the judges. That was made that was made by one of the judges. Oh, and they didn't recognize them. Wow. Yeah, I believe that was that was either Pan or Melissa, I think. And please wow. say they they looked at the name and was like, this name looks familiar. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just pretty sure there was a contest that came in and it's like, yeah, one the, the person they commissioned it from was in the judges room. So that's yeah. that that's the thing that happens and, and just it's it's just it it makes me angry. That's that's it. I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate it when people try and when people do that. Don't yep. be an ass. Don't try to pull it over on us. We, and don't try we generally no more. Yeah. Don't don't try and even if you magically did trick the judges, would it really even be worth it? Like Unfortunately good, it has happened. Unfortunately, I do know of people who have not noticed. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You're just winning an award in bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, that's literally my most hated thing is when when is when stuff is just obviously not Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you want an award in bullshit, go get a college degree. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> that is my favorite comment that has ever been said here. <laughs> so, I'm, I, so I'm literally, legit, I'm getting my BS in BA. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Bachelor's of Science, BS. It's literally in the title of the degree. <laughs> that said, Bachelor of Arts, more useless than Bachelor's of Science. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, my brother so, just got a bachelor of arts. My, my pet peeve, <laughs> my pet peeve in in cosplay contests is poor communication between the coordinators and the contestants. Because mm-hmm. um, like I've had ones where like I've heard nothing. Like I didn't know until I got on stage that I was talking to the audience and to the judge, judges on stage in front of the audience. Um, so it's like, I, I didn't, like, I would have liked to know so that I could then polish what I was going to say, but mm-hmm. now because I am the first one of the master class up here on stage, I had no idea what was going on. Um, yeah. so that, that, that's my thing. So like, as a coordinator, I try to try to my best, my absolute best to communicate and be open with and be quick about communications yeah like make sure that everybody knows what's gonna go what's gonna happen at every stage so there's no wait what do we do now when you're on stage live for the for the for the masquerade and letting people know when their judging time is and yeah when they're supposed to be where um and what they're expected to have when you know um And if you're on the receiving end of this information, sorry, go ahead. Oh, just write it down. That's all I was gonna say. Like, don't just think you'll memorize it. Then eight thirty will turn to eight fifteen, or we'll, you know, you just write it down. You are not Axel. You do not have it memorized. Write it the fuck down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the like, the people that try to yell at me saying I didn't tell them, and then I'm like, I know I emailed you. Check your email, and then they they get all. They're yeah, like, like bitch about that it was in their email. Emails. Yeah. If you don't know if you're going to have internet access so you can't access the email, write it down, screenshot it, something, so you know you have that information. Uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. Forward it to everyone in your group thing. so you're not the only one who knows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're not like the day before, like, by the way, 8 a.m., guys, come on, we're going to wake up. So <laughs> set an alarm on your phone. Set an alarm. Alarms are good. Set two alarms. <laughs> yes. Set an alarm Hold to alarm. set an alarm. Yes. Like set an alarm that says you have to be over here in half an hour. And then send an alarm that says you have to be over here in 15 minutes. And then send an alarm that says get the fuck over there. You have five minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a... yourself saying get the fuck over here. <laughs> I use, I use that sorry, sorry for all the profanity, but I, you know, whatever. I've done too many of these. Just like, nope, profanity. Uh... I like, I've done a lot of these and I have yet to be late for a judging time or a call time. So I don't know what y'all's problems are. Uh, they have guidebooks. Like, there's an app called Guidebook, and that's what I use yeah. for that. For yeah, for the bigger conventions, stuff. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for bigger things, and KomoriCon has that. But, like, for KomoriCon, I broke down our costume judging into smaller chunks. So people weren't waiting around all evening to get judged. Uh-huh. Um, so sending their specific time to them. And, it's like, and I, I welcome questions. If you had a question, answer. I will answer within a day. I promise. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah. and then some people didn't get that. And of course, I had only one bounced email this year. That was amazing. That's great. And then he actually re- reached out to us again saying, hey, I haven't heard from you. And it turned out we had the wrong email. So uh-huh. um, that, yeah. that was Tobidatsu, the, the Alphonse, that one. Oh, yeah. Twice. yeah, my God. Now, I've never been one to do contests like cosplay contests or skit contests. It was 2012 that we did our skit. We've thought about it before. I know, but like, I don't know. I feel like I go and it's just, it intrigues Um, me, but like, I've never been initiative to do it. No, yeah. mm -hmm. It's It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and a lot of commitment at con to do that. Yeah, like, yeah. I, if, if you're doing the contest, pretty much assume that, all right, Saturday, most of what you're doing is the contest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or costumes. Yeah. Well, really? day two day skit, generally, because you'll have a tech rehearsal and performance. Rehearsal some, con, some conventions do costume judging day of. Some do it the day before. Some have it split. Yeah, uh, we accidentally had it split. <laughs> um, we had a couple people who couldn't show up on Friday due to school or work or other reasons, so we accommodated them on Saturday. But it wasn't official time slot, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah so we have to do in a con- costume contest. Just show up. So, um, like, what about for... like kind of how about we walk them through? Walk people through the process of entering and being a part of a contest. How's that? Okay, so at KomoriCon, because that's the one I know backwards and forwards, um, we opened online registration back in June, I want to say. It was incredibly early. I was not for that early. Um, But we opened in June, so you went onto the website and you got filled out a form and it automatically populated a return email to you, an email to the coordinators and onto a spreadsheet for us. Um, Mm -hmm. And that included whether you were just doing a walk on and getting your costume judged or doing a skit and then what type of skit being dance or traditional skit. We are changing things very differently for next year. Um, But this is how it was in the past. Um, And then like how many people were in your group, what costumes you were doing skit title that sort of thing and you could fill out mc instructions and tech notes as well 
um, and that all populated there. Then we closed online entries about two weeks before convention. I quickly formulated a schedule based on all the information from the spreadsheet and um, emailed everyone with a time for their costume judging, a time for their tech rehearsal, and then the green room time. And I also sent a second email with other panels that they might be interested in, a stage present panel presented by one of the special guests, um, and then how... So you want to enter a cosplay contest by our, our judges and yeah. some other stuff that they competitors might be interested in. So yeah. between that time, you can, if you're getting your costume judged, then you would build your costume and you would bring in uh, construction photos, in-progress photos of your costume and reference photos. And if you're as a novice... Um, Journeyman and master higher levels require more paperwork, which we didn't really ever look at. Yeah, like, <laughs> just a we, little. We got paperwork because it's lucky for the higher ones. It's like, oh, we know this costume. Oh, yeah. I know this costume. Oh, yeah, we're yes. fans. So yeah. Um, or oh, I've been planning on making this costume, so I've already studied it. Good luck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like a good two. A third, if not half of the costumes, one or more of our skits, or one or more of our judges had actually built or had researched building. So, yeah. <laughs> pretty um, much, yeah. Well, that's because we had like 13 million love li love lives, and but they and, were all uh, different outfits. We happen to. Oh, oh, just so you know, I believe all three of us judges have, have at least one love life plan with each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that then. So you get an email with your times. At, then at con, there's generally a pre-meeting of some sort, which is like final roll call. I did it on the internet because, or I did it via email this year because since we were smushing four days of, or three days of events into two days, I didn't want anyone who couldn't be there at three in the afternoon due to work or school or whatever not to be kicked out because they couldn't make the pre-meeting. Um, yeah. And I so appreciated that because I would have been one of those people who could not have done it. So I got there <laughs> yeah. by the clock on Friday. Yeah. And like generally in the past we've made it required and then we've had a bunch of people say, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it in until X time. We're generally, if you say it's because of school or work, we generally accept it. Um, <laughs> just saying. Um, and then, then, so on Friday, if there's pre-judging, you show up to your judging time um, with your reference material, wearing your costume. Um, if you can't wear your costume for some reason, have it on a, a model wearing it for you. Yeah, um, it has to be on some kind of body. We can't just just, just judge a hanger. It's hard to judge fit when it's hanging on a hanger. Yeah. Like, I think we had one group who, like, okay, uh, one of the members couldn't make it, so they put it on someone else. It was hard to judge fit, but it's like, all right, it's on a body. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay. And then the judges will ask you questions and poke and prod and get up all in your space to yeah, figure like out the, how you made the costume. And any any good judge, I will say, will will get up in your grill if it, if we're not looking at your your costume close. You know, tell us to get up in your grill and and. Yeah. As judges, we apologize. We make if, if they are too close, tell them they are too close, and they will. Yeah. 
And then like, the fool but... tell you, it's like, hey, we're going to do this. Can we? I actually asked, like, can I get up under your skirt? Because a girl made her own hoop skirt and I had to check it out. So, <laughs> yeah. And um, um, there was, a, as I believe um, you mentioned earlier, um, there was some moments where it's like, all right, I need to test the fit of your bodice. And um, that means I'm, I'm going to be grabbing your boobs. Are you okay but with that? Gener- generally, good judges will point. let you know before they touch yeah. you. And honestly, once you get to that, it's generally the people who were doing that kind of up-close stuff are masters, and they've been doing it a while and are used to it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the Utena, like the lovely Utena group. It's like, oh yeah, yes. you know what, you know what. House up. of Flying Needles. They came out of retirement, and this is probably their last hurrah as yeah, House so, of Flying Needles. So Lauren happy might I, be back with other stuff. <laughs> happy we got to see that, but yes, when, when, yeah. when, um... When a ma- when you know you're a master competitor, when you invite someone to touch your husband's butt, yep, or check out your husband's butt because look at the fit, look at the tailoring. Yes, look at yeah. these lovely pants. Don't they cut my my husband's butt so nicely? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, I'm literally words. quoting. I'm not even. <laughs> this isn't made up. This yeah. is this is actual words actual that quotes. came out. Although of I did quote about your zipper on Facebook. The zipper quote. Let's see if I can find that. Which one? Oh, impeccable zipper control, I believe is what I... Impeccable zipper control, yes. Yes, that is... That that was a quotable. Um, I forget what costume it was, but... I think it might have been one of the uniforms. uh, Yeah. Sona or something, or... Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like like the the zipper, it's like, I can't even... Oh, there's a zipper there, I didn't even know that. Yes. You know. A truly invisible zipper. Um, Yes. Yeah. Um, And then, so... That'll happen. Uh, judges might deliberate that night. That doesn't affect competitors. Um, hey, the next competitors don't worry about that. We'll deliberate when we can. You know, we can. Yeah. Um, day of the the big event, there will generally be a tech rehearsal. In the or, morning, uh, you're welcome to generally welcome to show up in pajamas. Yes, you do no. not need to be in costume unless you need to practice something in costume. Yeah. Um, generally speaking. Um, this is where you will talk with the tech team and give them music and any cues that you have for lighting. You Normally, to... judges are not there. We had to be there to stand, so we had to judge a few people. But our goal is we like they you don't want to be able to see judges. stuff beforehand. We don't want to see stuff beforehand, so it's like you know what? I just don't. You're, you're during tech rehearsal. There are no judges. There's no one. Even if we're there, it's like we're not judges. We're not. Heck, yeah. I turned my back most of the time because I don't want to see stuff. Except Elsa, I had to see that one. <laughs> oh, I he had to watch that one. And him and Becky are, are revamping that for SakuraCon. Good. Good. Yeah. Um, so at tech rehearsal, you'll, give them, you'll be able to walk through your skits, walk-ons. At the end of the day, you've got some time to, to walk up on stage, see mm-hmm. it, and go off. Because um, we, were, we were actually short. Or, or we ended early. Imagine that. Um, what a fun fact. What a fun happens. fact. It never yeah. happens. So, tech rehearsal. Um, and then generally and then, a few hours between, you know, that generally in what, like, most of the time it tends to be, like, in the middle of the day, you know, of day two. There's yeah. middle contact. afternoon. Yeah. It's not generally a late event, but it's not gener- it's, generally it's speaking an early event. Some conventions it is. Time, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then... You'll have some time to go change into your costumes, get your props ready, have some food before you have to report to the green room mm-hmm. where you sit. And in good ones, you will have a projection screen with a view of what's on stage. 
we did not this year due to convenient hallway convenient hallway um (laughs) inconvenient hallway um and then you run through your stuff and then depending on the the event you either go back to your green room or you go to the back of the state back of the main event hall and watch the rest rest of the show yeah um then once all the competitors are done the judges go deliberate there's generally a halftime show of some variety be it some uh, cosplay group does a skit the MCs vamp for 20 minutes um which if you have good MCs it's very I'm pretty sure we could have we could have let Emily just Oh yeah, put on music and let her dance for put on music twenty minutes and, and... lip sync and dance for you know ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, that that'll entertain I'm anyone. Pretty sure everyone would watch her dance for fifteen minutes because she did uh, it for after the round for like ten minutes after the cosplay contest to watch her do just that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyways, and then generally awards will be awarded at the end of that. Um. Yeah. Um. I've seen some competition, some um, cons where. They've announced like the cosplay contest winners at closing ceremonies, which kind of sucks for anyone who wants to go home early. Yeah, but um, that's like a so, when I was Avcon in Australia. They announced the winners at closing ceremony, so we were out of costume when we were called up. It's yeah. like, oh, we don't look like what we were before. But hey, yeah. that, we that's so at SoccerCon we do most of the announcements at the end of the event, uh-huh. um, just so that people can still see. The audience can still see. And then yes. we have audience choice awards, which we do announce at closing yes. ceremony so that we give the audience time to vote and get the stuff in and for us to count the numbers. Um, Who won audience choice this year anyway? I so forgot. Skit was Raging Storm, the male Elsa. Yep, of course. She got, also, got, also, the, got audio, also got judges choice from... Also got judges Glass. choice from Kate and Glass. Um, and then... Kitten, you were not allowed up there. Um, and then... Costume was Tobidatsu, the Alphonse. Oh, good. He was one we wanted to give him a judge's choice, but there were too many good ones, and we didn't have enough judge's choices awards to go around. Yeah. So they both won badges for next year. Awesome. Yep. So that's that. Um, (laughs) um, There there were so many... I just gotta say, Kawarakon's contest, I, I fangirled and geeked out so hard. All of the judges did. We were just like, guys, guys, we hate our jobs. We love our jobs, but oh, we hate our jobs right now. Yeah. yeah. It, it, mean, was, it was say... a good turnout. And, and like I said, it was the, very typical. Of, we have the beginners, and we want the beginners, because then the beginners can learn yeah. and get better. We have the middle of the roads, and then we have the experts who give the, or the masters who give the, the beginners something to look up to, yeah. to, to aspire and... to. And I just want to say something. If entering a co- if you're entering in a contest as a novice, don't enter with the I'm going to win. Do not. Don't no. ever enter a contest with the I'm going to win. That is my goal. Never. You will you will have a bad time. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you will have a bad time. Um and but as that said, novice, who, I, I started competing And as what should you go into with? I, I I hope to win. Yes, I hope to win is great, but also, it's I hope to win. Also, it should also yes. be accompanied with "I hope to meet some fun friends in the green room." I hope to learn some new techniques for my fellow competitors. I hope to laugh in the back. I hope to laugh at some of the fun skits. For I, my I hope I don't fall down on my face while I'm doing my runway walk. That too, perfectly <laughs> acceptable. Or fall off the stage. Wonderful just, things. I, 
I've known but, so many people who go in and never compete again because, like, oh, I didn't win and I was it wasn't fun and I wasted yeah. time. Like, well, I'm sorry, but I will t- I will tell anyone going in that if you start entering contests, especially craftsmanship wise, your skill level will start skyrocketing because you'll be around fellow craftsmen who want to talk about what they've done and you will learn mm-hmm. so much from them. It yeah. is, it is, if that's you want why to I like chilling in the green room during the show as opposed to watching the show. Yeah, because like I get if, to talk with everyone. If you want to get better at cosplay, honestly, start entering contests. Even if you don't think you'll win, start entering and start meeting the fellow craftsmen competitors. Yeah. And that's one thing that I want wanted to, to do with Kamori Cons is that the judges' feedback forms. So yeah. our competitors can get the, the feedback from the judges on a, a paper and it's mm-hmm. all written out for things that they can improve on and things they did well and mm-hmm. what have you. So yeah. uh, actually, I don't I know if to... any other convention does that. It's just something that yeah. I brought to I know that does that. I actually, I will say, I actually got a message from one of the competitors on my page. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, I didn't get a chance to pick up my judging forms. What are your critiques for me? I really want to know to get better. Mm-hmm. And that was that was actually really nice. Like, I will say, never co- try and contact your judges and say, why didn't I win? We will ignore you. Don't. Yeah. Don't, don't be a bad sport. But yeah. I got that message. And it was, it was actually wonderful to hear from her and be able to say, hey, your costume was great. There were just others that were also great. And being able to tell them, here's where you can improve. Here's some advice. And it's, it's honestly, I wish I could talk to every single competitor and, and, you know, like that. I wish I could, if only we had mm-hmm. time. But, yeah, I, I, I highly, us judges. There's only so many hours in a convention. Yeah, like, we're not here to judge you. Like, we're here to judge you, but we're not here to judge you. We, we yeah, want to see We're here, here to help you. We're here to help you. I love that I've gotten to see, Kimura, I've gotten to judge KimuraCon twice. Um, yeah. At least skit-wise. Because I've actually gotten to see um, individuals who have entered both years and seen them improve. And I've just been like, you're going to start slaying and I can't wait to compete against you someday. Yeah. Like, we get excited when people start getting better and to master level. Because it's like, yay! More competitive. Yes. Right, I, I any, get really excited any, about Any that. feedback on that? <laughs> I get really excited um, about that. Sorry. <laughs> As a I competitor, never my, yes. I had a weird competitor thing. So I, this is my second skit contest. Um, I did NewCon last year, which I we did novice and we oh, got moved hey, to Journeyman. <laughs> huh? Oh, it was the Candyland dance skit. It was a dance skit, Dane. It was a dance <laughs> skit. It had a plot. Zach loved it. <laughs> it was actually adorable, and I, I, I was the viola in the room. By the way, the. I know, no, I asked you for advice on uh, Thumbelina. Oh stuff. my god, yes, I remember, sorry. I'm just recently realizing I've been seeing you around for a while. and hmm. I'm yeah. around. <laughs> just just for people, people I recognize on Facebook. Yeah. Just for people yeah. Yeah. I, like, by the way. Rangers podcast, where people <laughs> come together. Oh, hello. Bringing people together. Hi. Hi, other so good. I always feel awkward because I totally know who you are. I'm like, hi. Yeah, no, I did. Ch- I've been in chess. I've seen you be like Cinderella. I feel like a stalker. I'm going to go back to what I was going to say. <laughs> no, legit, you're you're not the only one I've gotten, even in the past week. So, so you're cool. You're chill. <laughs> um, so at, in, at NewCon, I have this friend who is basically me. Her name is Sparkly Licious Cosplay. Go stalk her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's super positive. We were both on the right team at the same time. She's so cute. She's a beam of cuteness. 
Um, and we, I, most of my cosplay friends live in Salem or Portland, which is kind of an issue for me. I live in Southern Oregon. Um, it's about four hour drive. So usually Thursday night is kind of my practice night. So we did a dance battle. So we only practiced together the night before. Um, and it was a lot of it was done through Skype. Um, and that actually went really well this year. I, um, had two friends who I roped into it. I did a skit that was re-zero. It was a rap battle. Um, and yeah, I had a bunch of friends I, who wanted to watch it, but couldn't because they were in the green room. <laughs> I got to watch it, and it was like, I was thoroughly impressed, just saying. I was thoroughly impressed with the... Uh, oh, did you guys write that, by the way? I'm going to get to that. I, I have a whole... All right, sorry. Uh, Go, continue. I wrote notes down for what I was going to say, because I knew I'd be tired at this point. Um... Sorry, I just I need to fan girl over you later. Just just, just, don't. <laughs> oh, I just that would be way too much for me to handle. So please just don't. <laughs> um, um, so I had two friends. Basically, I went to I was a nerd fam group chat, and I was like, "Who wants to be in this?" And I had a guy Tony who was my ram, and then my friend Colton was my Subaru. Neither of them have ever done any contests. Tony's gone to a lot of conventions. It was Colton's second convention. And they were just so sad because it took so much of their time, and I don't think they realized how much of it it would take. Um, basically, I had written the rap. I just sat down and, like, wrote it in an hour and a half because I was like, this needs yeah. to happen, and I'm such a fan, and I have so much <clears throat> easy emotion that Tyler totally knows about. Um, yep. So I just wrote it, and a lot of the lyrics really didn't work with the way that somebody else would rap them. And oh, then yeah. and, also... And... And you came to us saying, oh, hey, is, is this line okay? Is this acceptable? And we, we like that. Oh, I'm thinking, so I don't offend anyone. I said that um, yeah. Subaru just wants Amelia, like like his mountain dragon, he just wants Amelia for the ride. It <laughs> <laughs> so, was a good rap. But, I, liked it. I read it. So. Well, yeah. so I mean, recorded the audio separately, so all our mic qualities were different, and I just could not fix it. And I couldn't get to con until 5 p.m. on Friday, and I had a panel at 8 and a panel at 12, which I had my own tech issues with my computer being a POS. So I had no time to record it until we got back at the hotel at 1, and we stayed up until 4 a.m. recording the audio. And I was just like, fuck it, that's good, finalize it. I only listened to it in headphones. The audio was uncomprehensible to a lot of the audience. And it just makes me so sad because so I'm, what I'm going to do, if anyone's interested, I'm going to subtitle it and I'm going to readjust the audio and dub that over because a lot of it you couldn't hear because I was working with people. I love my friends, but they've not done anything staged. They don't know how to enunciate. I can't understand this. Yeah. I've had the same, and same situation. And originally the end of the rap was Subaru was going to pick Rem off and carry her off stage. And I asked them, I'm like, is this okay? Do you like this? Is it okay considering the season finale, which I won't give away? And they're like, yeah. And then at Con, they're like, you know what? Let's leave it open-ended. I'm like, I can't just rewrite the lyrics. They're like, we're re-recording it anyway. So it was just, it was staying up till 4.30 in the morning, changing lyrics combined with re-recording and just all this stuff. So I'm not trying to make excuses for myself, but I'm just saying these are things not to do. You need to meet with the people beforehand you need to edit your audio beforehand you need to be the naggy person who says hey send me this not the week before con you know when you're working with a group early is on time people early is right. on time. you need to listen to your audio out loud and you need to 
I personally have so much trouble listening to the sound of my own voice. And I know it's not as high and speaky. Me quality controlling this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's one of those things. I'm like, God, I sound so basic. <laughs> it's okay, guys. I'm aware that I sound basic. Um, but you need to show it to people in your life who have not read the lyrics. Who, I mean, this is important, not just for a rap, but for speaking. You need to show it to someone who does not know what you are saying. And they will be your best critic because they will tell you when they miss lines. And then, you know, then you won't spend time writing something and have it be wasted, you know? So that's kind of, that's kind of my little sad story about Kamori skits this time, but I've learned so much from it and I'm not going to pressure them to do future skits with me. And that's great advice. You gotta find a good group for performance. Mm -hmm. I've been teaching, but yeah. I've, I've, I've had, I've had, this is why I have done very few skits. And um, just because I think the one that I did, I did most of the work on just because it's like, nope, this one's my baby. You guys are amazing for acting and being on stage with me, but I will make the, I made the costumes. I did all the audio. It's like, it's, it's hard to find a consistent do, do skits with. And when you do, Oh my god, that's how you get, uh, you know, groups like, you know, Ninja the Night that just, like, slay for years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, like, like me and Becky Pike, the no-face. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, we have done skits where we've only rehearsed the day before convention. Mm -hmm. Um, and one, the, the, the duck bread for lunch. I I posted a link in the, in the chat, um. Uh, yeah, No Face has duck bread for lunch. Um, meanwhile, m- mind you, I am just a stage ninja puppeteer for that one. <laughs> but Becky has this am- amazing ability to... She kn- she knows her how she plays No Face so well, because she's uh-huh. played No Face for years. I think I saw her at literally my first soccer con. So, Probably. Yeah. Um, Eight, nine years ago? God damn. Yeah. Like... <laughs> about that because it was we built that when i was in my first apartment at college so it was sophomore year of college mm-hmm. um because i helped build the original no face um and like she has such this ability to write and edit audio for that character because the character doesn't talk we don't have to record voices yeah. so the one she did at KomoriCon last year, which was the YouTube skit. I haven't, I don't yeah, know, God. I can find it. Um, that would be the one that she, we she ate the YouTube the logo and started singing sound clips of different songs, you know? Um, and one best of show, if I remember right. Um, unfortunately, she's in Japan right now teaching, so <laughs> she couldn't come back for this year. Yeah. We would have loved to have her back. Um, but alas, real life. But alas, real life. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Be there um, instead. Like, you, the YouTube one, she literally came into the pre-meet for the chess, for cosplay contest, asked if anyone else wanted to join her. No one stepped up, and she then wrote and edited that audio that night, and was still editing the audio before tech rehearsal at 8 a.m. the next morning. Yeah, us judges didn't know any of that. She confessed the show. Still got best in show. Yeah. Yep. And it's just no face, a chair, and a YouTube logo. And a YouTube logo. It was, but it was, it's sometimes something can be very 
simple, but if it is well executed. I will say this about costumes. I will say this about skits. It can be simple, a simple concept, but if you execute it perfect perfectly, again, the world is your oyster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, there is a chance. I mean, it's not a guarantee, but it's like, don't, you don't have to go for the far-fetched, you know, obscure, like, deep thought idea. Like, I, for one of the skits I did, I did, um, Vocaloid Luca. That's the one I pretty much did, did all the work for, of my own volition. I, I did, you know, I didn't, you know, not, not getting, not bashing on anyone, because they were awesome enough to do stuff with me. But anyway, um, when, uh, it's like, yeah, it was just, I was literally recreating the lyrics and story of the song. Mm-hmm. And it just, it went over well. Un- so sometimes the funny. simplest concept. funny, but it's like, it's yeah. simple. You don't have to get existential with it. Yeah, the simplest simple concepts creatures. are the easiest ones to pull us, off. Yeah. We're simple but, creatures. Give us, give us a bubble gum, bubble gun and a quick change and we're happy. Yes. <laughs> Bubble guns and a quick change. We're happy. Because like, with, with the Elsa, we've all seen the Let It Go Elsa transformation skit. We've seen it a million times. But what you Jane did was, one, it was gender bent. So that, and then instead bubble of gun. the fake snow guns, he used bubble guns. So it took it to the comedy yeah. part. I thought of... he was going to die on stage, literally. I thought the guy in the hoodie was going to snap his neck or something. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. See, I knew it was going to happen, so I, I, I knew I'd seen this one in rehearsal. I was like, I, I know what's going to happen. And and I was just sitting there, like, gleefully, like, I saw you in your actual Elsa costume. I've seen it, but I haven't seen the full quick change. I want to see, oh, you pulled it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, my favorite part is I, the bangs and the crown were one piece. So when he yeah, ripped off the crown, the crown, the bangs went away. Like yep. they do with the show. Yeah. Yeah, like that one is like it. We, we didn't give it an official award because they were like a, an actual award award. It was, it was in the running. Yeah, but um, it's because c- like okay, it's simple, and we know that there were other ones that put more work into it, and it was like that was yeah. like we want, we were so happy. It's like yes, judges' choice, please, yes, yes, yes. Because we didn't have the Kaylin Glass chose that personally, like and and thank goodness because yeah, cause, yeah. And sometimes he, he, he walked in and entered at con and was incredibly nervous, even though he is a TV actor. <laughs> Jay works as a background actor for Vancouver TV shows. Nice. And yet he's nervous about going on stage. That's just the difference, well, between TV and stage. Well, that, that would explain why he, he was able to go from I'm nervous to full-on sass at the end. Yeah. Full just performance. Sass, just, just oozing sass. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a fan of sass. Yes. I'm a big fan. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. So you just remember, you don't have to get ridiculous with skits. Yeah. But, you, know, put a little you don't, need, you don't need 20 people on stage, incredible sets. No. Yeah. Yeah. Something well. The less, less moving parts, the less things to break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like props. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I no like props. Just that for a wonderful thing there. <laughs> Yeah, I, the only thing that I, because I will fully admit that I am not the best expert when it comes to cosplay contests. I've done a couple of them. I really enjoyed them, but it is hard to go and find a good group. 
if I can impart one piece of knowledge that I think gets missed a lot, because I've seen a lot of really good ideas watching cosplay contests where people did do a good job, but something went wrong and they get discouraged and don't want to go and try doing it ever again. Things are going to go wrong. There's going to yeah. be missteps. There's okay. going to be problems. It's never going to be perfect. Um, earlier, Cole and Tyler were talking about a skit that apparently they didn't realize I did and have now dug up YouTube videos. Look for them in the description. I'll also try to find videos of everybody else that we're talking about here with their cosplay contest videos and add them to the descriptions. But we had so many issues with that particular one. Um, we had this cut of a very dark version of Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid. It was, it was Slaughter Your World. It was really dark it was about uh it was sorcerer that just went and ripped up ripped apart a village yeah. it was i a remember really the original idea. flash video of that yes yes okay good you see the looking for there, video. dating myself there yeah. <laughs> yeah no no it's it's okay blind fairy productions uh slaughter your world starring richard it's one of the greatest flash animations oh, yes. i have ever seen we oh had richard okay yeah yes 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 for pony um anyway <laughs> We had some wow. issues with that one. That was my first time doing it at or doing a contest at SakuraCon, which I will say it was probably the most interesting experience in terms of the way the registration process and all that stuff worked. I'll go and spare you guys on that because I'm sure it's changed a lot from what it was when I did that back in 2011. But they had put us all into a roster for who was going to go at what time and how everything was setting up. And we were marked uh, group eight. So we were supposed to be the eight people in line. Well, two guys that were with us for the skit, he had used the restroom. So they ran off after group four had gotten called up. Okay. So we thought they had at least five minutes before we, or before we'd need to be on stage. Mm -hmm. Well, then they went and called group eight. Cool. Yeah, because they didn't go and announce us by number. They announced us on stage by what our group name was and what our skit was. So the three of us you see in the video were just the only ones that were still there at the moment. There was actually other people and there were other things that were going to go on with that. So we kind of had to wing it. It's the reason why there's some dead spots that go on in the middle of the video and we did our best to try to cover for it but it made for some awkward moments in the process although the crowd still seemed to love it mm -hmm. and then to add insult to injury they started playing the audio from the next group afterwards immediately following the end of our audio yeah. so it just made for really awkward what was that at the end yeah a couple of half seconds or so like that yeah, yeah. exactly and it's nothing that we were upset about or anything but I know things like that happen and I feel like not enough people recognize the fact that there's a human element to this and there's going to be errors, whether it's you guys on stage or it could be the production team. It could be the lighting guy or the sound guy not going and having a cue set properly. Yeah. There's a lot of things that can go wrong, but don't let that discourage you. If you have a good idea, the crowd will still love it and yeah. do it for them first and you second. And you'll be satisfied with your end result if you do it well. Yeah. yeah. But the, the keep it Keep it simple. Um, yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. Yes. So less things can go, that can go wrong can go wrong. Um, yeah. yeah. So like in in duck bread for lunch, um, we we actually had shit go wrong and we actually won. Journeyman, I remember if I remember right with that skit. 
Um, and like, because I was supposed to attach this train of baby ducks to the bottom of No Face, which is black fabric under black fabric in like three seconds that I had to do this. Well, we had practice and practice just the transition that I had to do um, mm-hmm. with the audio. And like I had gotten to it several times and missed it several times. And like during performance, she pulls, oh, and I, I misplaced the bread at the beginning of the, mm-hmm. cause it was black on black on black fabric. <laughs> um, so like in the, two like 15 seconds i had to set up the two chairs and the blanket and things got lost we were able to but because we're both performers and we knew that this stuff could happen we were able to roll with it like so when the baby duckies fell off of her her train she noticed and was able to pick it up and it was part she made it part of the skit and so i I think that's part of finding good performers and keeping them close (laughs) um and it's the same thing for cosplay chess, too. We, we find good performers, and we keep them. We never let them go. Yes, oh. I never... Yeah, I, I have to escape. I think if I ever said I wasn't doing cosplay chess, you would come, come down here and strangle me. Oh, we wouldn't kill you. We'd just kidnap you and drag you back. Like we do for this podcast. And what a great segue to go and end this thing with... Anyway, thank you everybody for joining us for the premiere of season three. We know it's been an interesting journey so far, and we think this is going to be the best season yet. Lots of new ideas, going to be trying out a lot of new segments, new guests. I'm going to go and have these guys back, hopefully. Thank you, Sam and Amy, for going and joining us. Thank you to all of you for listening. And thank you to everybody who's been sending in ideas and encouragement in our off-season. Uh, I've noticed on the uh, email that we've had a couple of people going and asking when are the new episodes coming up, when is the new stuff going to be on iTunes. We are working on a lot of new changes, uh, buying new equipment to go and make our recording quality even better, doing some upgrades to other stuff as well. Uh, you'll be seeing some new things here pretty soon. But as always, check us out on iTunes. And if you could help us out by giving us a five-star review, that'd be really helpful. Dropping comments nice as well. We do have our legacy files on SoundCloud. So you can check back all of our previous episodes from season one and two. Uh, We are on Twitter at Soccer Rangers. Our email, SoccerRangersPodcast at gmail.com. You can also check us out, Soccer Rangers Podcast on Facebook. And, of course, you can check us out on YouTube. Not a lot on there right now, but we got a lot of new multimedia ideas coming out here, including the upcoming Cosplay Mom. Very excited about that, as well as a few other ideas we think you're going to like. So thank you very much for listening once again. Looking forward to seeing you back next week for We Are Doomed, a Soccer Rangers podcast updating every Monday. Have a great night or whenever the heck you're listening. Take care, everybody. Cue the band. We're out. 